This is the Heartland Daily Podcast. Hello, this is Joe Barnett with Heartland Daily News. My guest today is Craig Owenby, a well-known political consultant here in Texas, who is going to talk about public schools and elections for the public school boards here in Texas. Craig, thanks for coming on the call. Thank you, Joe. Glad, glad to be here. Could you tell us a little bit about your background? Well, I've, I've been involved in Texas politics literally since I was about 12. Starting off with a, a petition drive at my junior high school to get some additional benches. That was successful. I ran another one in uh, high school to change the hair and dress code. And then I sued the state of Texas first year in college over uh, the 18-year-old vote uh, right because they were, had uh, put a law, a law in place that would have restricted us to voting where our parents lived. Um, spent five years as an aide to a congressman who I helped elect in the 70s. And uh, have been uh, managing uh, political campaigns pretty much uh, for most of my life. I see. Uh, both partisan and in this uh, case here recently, uh, a nonpartisan election. Yeah, although I, I would I would say that uh, although they're classified as nonpartisan, there are truly no nonpartisan races these days. I see. Now, you may not have an RRD next to your name, but it's there. <laughs> right. Uh, exactly. Well, you were involved in particular in a high profile, a couple of high profile cases in the Mansfield Independent School District, one of our larger, uh, fast growing suburban school districts here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Were you not? Uh, yes, I was. Um, had a couple of folks that I helped, uh, in that right, in that district. There was actually a slate of, uh, conservatives and a slate of liberals running. So. <laughs> yes. Could you uh, uh, elaborate on that and tell us uh, how this came about? Well, <clears throat> there's several concerns in the district about safety because of a shooting that occurred at the high school, actually about three quarters of a mile from my house um, in the last uh, year and a half. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you had uh, concerns about CRT and uh, possibly being in pushed into the classrooms and uh, either directly called CRT or under other names. Um, so the Mansfield uh, conservative pack formed up about a year, year and a half ago, and they put together a slate of conservative candidates to run for school board this last round. They went out and recruited uh, parents to run or? Yes, they did. Mm -hmm. They did. They went out and recruited a good, a good group of parents to run. Um, and as we're seeing on the, on the other side of the, of the, uh, about the, uh, the Democrats are running things called uh, run, run for something is one of their uh, little operations that they have out there. They encourage the Democrats to run for something, some office. Um, there's another group here in Texas that's running uh, kids. Uh, I say kids running young people for school board and city council. Uh, that's called uh, Our Texas Revolution, which is a Bernie Sanders organization. Uh, they have a, a DFW uh, division of that. Um, and so they're running people for city councils and school boards. And uh, even in Mansfield, um, just a couple of years ago, um, 
one of the candidates that ran uh, on the uh, Democrat side of that campaign, um, received a $50,000 donation from uh, one of the Bloomberg PACs. Wow. So, uh, so your little uh, Mansfield Independent School District is getting some national attention. Were uh, political action committees, uh, you mentioned uh, the Bernie Sanders group, uh, involved on both sides in terms of funding or support of uh, campaigns there? Yeah, either directly or indirectly. Um, you had both. Again, like I said, there was one Bloomberg pack a couple of years ago kicked $50,000 to an MISD candidate. This kind of stuff is continuing. It's uh, Those organizations are encouraging people to run, uh, and, and they're encouraging people on the left, of course. And the uh, net result you mentioned uh, was the election of four uh, conservatives. Were they, And these are four new people to the well, seven-member board? One, one, one of them is a previous member mm. who uh, had to step away for a while because of uh, some family issues and uh, was able to get those worked out and uh, came back and ran for her seat again. I see. And uh, the you mentioned uh, school safety as an issue. Uh, what was the difference in – was there any difference in their approach to that issue uh, proposed by uh, – you know, I, th- I think that I think the big difference is, is in, uh, in in terms of uh, lack of focus or focus on other areas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the uh, example of Dr. Benita Reed, who was Craig Tipping's opponent. Uh, Benita Reed uh, finished up her uh, master's or her excuse me her doctoral thesis uh, a little over a year ago at the Texas A&M Commerce. And uh, her uh, thesis was on basically on Marxism in large part, um, and she's she's a proponent of uh, Black Lives Matter and CRT, and um, being taught within our schools, and that uh, that along with uh, some of the mar- other Marxist philosophies that she's a proponent of, were, were not really conducive towards uh, public safety in our schools. If you're mm-hmm. trying to encourage radicalism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And were the others uh, identifiable uh, Democrat activists, or um, were they oh, yeah. running uh, under the radar? Well, so most of most of them were pretty identifiable as Democrat mm. activists. Just like Dr. Reed, her voting record shows uh, that she voted Democrat uh, five times out of six uh, primaries, and the other one she just didn't vote. Hmm. <laughs> I see. Um, and are you uh, were you involved in uh, uh, any other uh, school districts, by the way, uh, this time around? I was involved in races in Arlington and in Birdville. Uh, Birdville? Um, Birdville. The oh, Birdville. The Birdville. Uh, Colleyville, Birdville. It, yeah, it has it has uh, Richland Hills, North Richland Hills, Halton City and a little bit of Colleyville area. I see. And uh, that I had uh, one candidate running for school board up there as real a re-election candidate. Um, mm. I run another race up there uh, the previous year, mm, uh, so I have a couple a couple of members on that board. Uh, and then of course we were involved uh, not directly as a consultant, but as a uh, 
working with a couple of local PACs here in Arlington to support the conservatives running for the AISC. I see. And how, uh, those conservatives didn't do so well, did they? No. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know, uh, part of what I try to do is I try to help select the best possible candidates. When I'm, mm. when I'm going to go, work, go to work for somebody, I spend time with them, interviewing them, talking mm. to them, and finding out their backgrounds. And, and I'll tell them if I don't think they're qualified really to be in that race at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, uh, we had uh, some people who stepped up to the plate to run. They just weren't the best qualified candidates. Um, I see. And, you know, one of the races, there were three people in the race, uh, the incumbent and two challengers. Uh, that, that incumbent um, won by a .48 uh, margin, so mm-hmm. he barely won. Uh, but uh, and the other race was more lopsided. Uh, the uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, those two candidates that got reelected were both on the left. I see, I see, and um, so there's there there seems to be a strategy here that um, among Democrats and the left that you mentioned BLM and and organizations like that uh, to run people for these nonpartisan races. And in the past, in your experience, uh, there usually isn't that much uh, uh, interest uh, interest in and controversy over school board elections, is there? You know, not necessarily uh, mm. in the past, uh, but, uh, but the parties were not necessarily involved uh, directly mm. as right. they've become in years. Um, as a consultant, I happen to be on the email list for the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I get the National Democratic Party's emails. And uh, six years ago, roughly, the uh, Democrat Party started running a third-party structure uh, that was running candidates for city council and school board on a national level. Mm-hmm. And that's... Uh, what most people don't realize is that uh, it, the local races, school board and city council, are viewed as stepping stones and training grounds for future leaders. Hmm. Republicans haven't been so um, uh, apt to do that, I gather, in the past. That really wasn't the focus um, mm-hmm. so much, but uh, it's becoming more of a focus because of the act. Really, the uh, the parties uh, making it more partisan. As I said, it used to be that these races, like you said, were nonpartisan, and legally they still are. You don't see a D or an R next to the name, but um, well, and, and even in that case, a lot things can be confused. Uh, one of the candidates who succeeded in getting reelected here in Arlington, um, he has a Republican voting record. If you were to look strictly at his voting history in primaries, he he votes straight Republican. So he would look to be a hard R as far as his voting history. Mm-hmm. But the I know that individual gave money twice to Beto O'Rourke's excuse me Beto O'Rourke's campaign and to Pete Buttigieg's campaign. Mm. So you really have to look at uh, look deeper than just their uh, their party affiliation or. Party uh, voting record. I take it. Yeah, because the one may, one may be in this particular individual's case, he's a lawyer, and so mm-hmm. Tarrant County's all of the all of our elected judges in Tarrant County are Republicans. He's going to want to have voted in the Republican primary so he can influence who the judges are. Mm-hmm. 
Tarrant County, uh, 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 for our, view, our listeners, uh, is um, a major county in Texas. is home of Fort Worth and Arlington and dozens of other towns, including part of Mansfield. Um, oh, over forty, over forty independent cities are are a jurisdiction. Right, and and it is the largest metropolitan county in Texas that uh, has a majority Republican, and therefore ah. countywide officials are all Republicans, including all the countywide elected judges. Uh, yes. Do you foresee that changing in this November? No, I think I think this year we'll have a strong Republican vote. Uh, we can't take anything for granted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, Tarrant County is now between 2.1 and 2.2 million people, and uh, it's projected within the next decade to hit three million. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's rapidly growing. How how that growth occurs and who moves here will be determined in part by the policies that are uh, who is elected. Uh, the folks that are elected in the November election this year, mm-hmm. and I pretty I feel pretty confident that we'll elect a Republican slate again. Um, the Democrats did make a, a move on the county four years ago um, when the Beto O'Rourke campaign was the national the national campaign for the Democratic Party. Yeah, like um, seventy million dollars uh, he raised. Uh, over spent. eighty, over eighty million went to Beto's campaign. Wow. And, and overall, there was more than $235 million, I believe, spent in the state of Texas from out of state mm. by Democrats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but Beto, was, Beto was the candidate they ran against Ted Cruz, and Ted Cruz was listed as the number one enemy for the Democratic Party in, in the entire United States mm. during that cycle. Mm. Okay. Well, uh, they weren't successful there, uh, so... Well, Fortunately, but the, but they did do some tricks that um, changed some things. Mm-hmm. Um, they used a little thing called the uh, suspense suspense voter file, which was created by the 1993 Federal Motor Voter Act, mm-hmm. uh, which says if you live in an apartment complex and you move and you don't change your voter registration, your card, your new card, when it's mailed out, will bounce back. Mm-hmm. Well, normally that would mean that after a while you'd be removed from the rolls. Mm-hmm. But under the Federal Motor Voter Act, you get to stay on the rolls and you can come back and vote. You go into what's called a suspense voter file. You can come back and vote in the next two federal election cycles at that old location. Oh, really? And fill out and fill out a change of address form, uh, which will allow you to vote the next round. Mm. I see. Uh, so in Tarrant County. Uh, the the Beto campaign bought that file statewide, okay, and they they reached out to people with uh, text messages and calls on their cell phones uh, to get them involved in the campaign and get them to go vote straight Democrat ticket. In Tarrant County, they were able to generate nearly twenty thousand votes out that way because mm-hmm. they would not normally have gone to the polls. And that's why Ted Cruz actually lost Tarrant County in that election. I see. Well, and Biden uh, carried the county uh, slightly. Uh, yeah, I think. And and again, they were using some of that same stuff, some of that same list. But the reason I knew that twenty thousand, approximately twenty thousand of them had done, done that is because 
every one of the polling locations where there were large apartment complex units wound up with thick packets of change of address forms coming back into the voting administrators. Hmm. So we were able to track who those people were. Um, and example, we lost a, a local county commissioner's race in that cycle. Um, there were 6,000 of those people voted in his district. He lost by 4,200 votes. I see. Even though we had uh, actually taken him from 52,000 to over 75,000 votes in that cycle. Interesting. Uh, while we're uh, talking uh, a little bit about uh, uh, partisan uh, politics here, um, getting back to schools uh, and school issues, uh, I noticed that uh, Governor uh, Greg Abbott has come out in favor of uh, school choice. Uh, and this is kind of a, a new stance for him, is it not? It is, and it's uh, it's um, it's one that I think is the timing may be right on. I hope mm-hmm. I hope and pray in his case that it is, because I don't think we can afford better work as governor. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, uh, Governor Abbott, uh, Governor Abbott uh, fi- finally has come out in that position, and uh, um, the money the money is. Uh, many of us have t- said in the past should follow the student, not then sort of go where the uh, the district is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we had we had a state uh, we had a state rep Republican who was chairman of the education committee uh, uh, a good deal back, a guy named Kent Grusendorf. He came out in that mm-hmm. position while he was in the legislature, and he was uh, targeted by the left. And uh, in fact, uh, thousands of Democrats voted in the Republican primary in that race to knock him out. Wow. Um- Yes. So uh, going forward, though, the Texas legislature will be meeting again next year, I believe. So January, January. Mm -hmm. So uh, 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 Governor Abbott has uh, uh, said that he would support putting that on the legislative uh, agenda, I guess. And it's a priority, I know, of the Republican Party of Texas. Um, By the way, uh, who the parties just had their conventions here in the state. Um, and is it your impression that uh, Republicans in Texas are supportive of uh, school choice, despite the lack of action on this? I, issue? I think, I think most Republicans are, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's uh, uh, bottom line. Uh, like we said a while ago, the money with many of us believe that the money should follow the student, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, uh, uh, Craig, uh, thanks for your time today. I appreciate you coming on. My pleasure. My pleasure. And uh, to our listeners, I'd say I hope you will join us again uh, for another Heartland Daily News podcast. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.